0: on absolutely podcast androgen is here how are you
1: i'm all right i'm like two cups of coffee in, so i'm i'm like vibrating perfect Uh, but we're good (laughs) i'm here
0: (laughs) um so for our listeners who don't know you can you tell us a little bit about yourself like who you are what you do
1: yeah um so as as you said i'm androgen i'm a drag king from miami florida um i'm cuban american i like long walks on the beach. Um, the occasional curse on a village. Like that's what I'm into. No, I'm, uh, I'm an illustrative, uh, drag king and I, um, uh, teeter on darker aesthetics. I don't know. I, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And how did you get your start in in drag? I feel like I was always kind of doing uh, drag. Like, I I was doing cosplay as a kid. I always wanted to be the boy characters. Like, not that the girl characters weren't as fun or interesting, but I just, like, I always loved the the villains. I always loved Hades and Scar and Sweeney Todd. And I was like, I don't want to be Mrs. Lovett. I want to be Sweeney Todd. So I always did cosplay mm-hmm. like I professionally uh, not professionally but like I definitely got paid to do birthday parties as Jack Sparrow for a minute oh my god um yeah yeah it was fun and I I used to like walk down Lincoln Road which is a very uh, popular like touristy mall in South Beach and like just like take pictures with tourists as Jack Sparrow like at 16 it was a lot of fun do you still have um, pictures I want to see yeah it's on my Instagram it's like all the way through bottom. Mm-hmm. I have it there like just in case anybody wants to see like how how long I've been cross-dressing for (laughs) yeah I wasn't gonna (laughs) say all the way at the bottom but um but anyway I did that and then in terms of like drag drag Mm -hmm. like doing drag now um I never felt like like as an afab person or even just as a woman in general that like drag was like accessible because like my only reference of drag at that point like a couple of years ago was drag race and I was like, well, obviously I don't see myself there, so, like, it can't be for me. And then um, I kept hearing about this party in Miami called Counter Corner. And it was this, like, you know, this queer mecca. And I, I kept hearing about it, but, every like, the people who I would ask, like, were, would never tell me where it was. It was, like, this weird underground thing that was, like, very private, but somehow very big. And I was like, I want to go. Where is this damn party? So, finally, um, I, I found out where it was and um i was like oh i'll just you know go out and look but i since i had been doing cosplay for years like i was already like it wasn't like i was putting on drag for the first time for on halloween like i already kind of knew how to cater a a cohesive look together so i came out and when i went i mean it was just i was surrounded by cuz my only reference of uh the community the gay community was like south beach which is very cisgender and very you know uh commercialized and it's mm-hmm. very mask for mask and bisexuals who and you know transgender what and you know all that good stuff so I when I went to this party in in Wynwood in downtown it was like you could not tell like what gender anybody was. it was like this huge colorful spectrum and um so I went and they were like hi who are you you're performing next month I was like what <laughs> <laughs> and literally they were like well, what, "What? like they didn't even know I was like in drag, they thought I was just some like twink walking around because like I I was like in this uh, Victorian kind of outfit. I had like taped down my breast, which is the first and last time I did it. Um, so I was like super flat chested. Um, I I even packed, which is like who is Andrew? What is what are you doing? Um, I had I had <laughs> a junk too, so everyone thought I was like this little twink walking around. And then when I said I was in drag, they were like, oh, you're performing next month, so get a number together. And I was like, okay, sure. And then the rest is history. And then yeah, that's pretty much how that started. And I met everybody. I met like Jupiter Velvet, you know, Miss Toto. Like that's the they that's the the where they all like would regularly perform like back in the day. And I, I met all of them there that night. And then it was kind of like you know the rest was history.
0: Yeah, we had just interviewed Jupiter not too long ago, and she brought up the same party.
1: Yeah, it like that that party. Like I mean, if you interview anybody from Miami, like that's the party that's gonna get brought up because that was the reason. That, like, started this, like, queer renaissance in Miami, almost. It was, like, I mean, everybody who kind of... I mean, before the party ended, everybody who got their start was at that party. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, anything went. It didn't matter if you were polished, unpolished, anywhere in the middle, like, anything anything went. Like, it didn't matter. And, like, there was no judgment, no hate. Like, you were... If you, like, came in a look, it was, like, cherished and accepted. So it kind of, like, allowed this... Uh, Alternative scene to flourish, and that's kind of like where everybody got their start was at that party. It was, I miss it. I miss that party so freaking much. It was, it was amazing. I miss it a lot.
0: So, you mentioned a little bit about kind of like your aesthetics and your styles, um, and you have a super, super unique look, and not even just your makeup, which like, I want to get into detail about later, but <laughs> how did you develop your like
1: overall style into what it is now? Like, I, I get that question a lot, and I don't have all like the perfect answer because it's like my answer is typically like I just I don't know I just put it together because I like it. I, I have a theater background like I went to a theater school so I kind of like have this foundation in character work and um, having a clear vision and research of proper you know like um, what's the word. Like, motives, intentions, story, background, like, having a clear character together, like, whenever we would perform scenes or monologues, we had to turn in a six-page essay of everything that this character was thinking, I mean, for every single assignment we did. So I feel like I I go into that with Androgen, and, like, I kind of feel like, like, the reason why he is so fully fleshed out is because of my theater background. Where that dark aesthetic comes from is I've always been into that as a kid. I was always, like, Halloween was my favorite holiday. It was, like, I always was into, like, gothy, grunge, you know, outsider aesthetics. So it's kind of like, you know, those aesthetics were always, like, kind of inside. And then with drag, like, you get to do whatever the fuck you want. So I was like, yeah, dope, awesome. Uh, That's going to be all into androgen now. Um, But it it stems from, like, my love of of cartoon villains and, um, and, and that specifically is where it stems from.
0: It's funny. I was going to ask you if you had a theater background. Um, through, <laughs> well, well, watching your performances, i would watched a couple. And one, I think you're a great storyteller. And also, oh, um, like, every performance, I think I saw one that you weren't doing a musical theater number. Yeah. I <laughs> Which I too. love.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, it's, it's funny because I, <laughs> I didn't intend to, like, everyone's like, oh, you're a theater king. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I totally am. Like, I didn't intend for that to be, like, the thing that I stick to, but... You know I'm not a dancer. Like I have, I'm Latin, so naturally, like I have rhythm. But like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like kakakakak boom death drop. Like that's not ever gonna be my thing. I mean, well, who knows? Not ever. But um, I'm trying to get my split down. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so one day I will be doing kakakakak boom, eventually. But um, but I, I knew I knew when it came to performance that I was like, okay, well, what can I offer that? And it's not even that. No, I take that back. It's not that I'm saying what can I offer that other people don't. That's what I was gonna say. But what I meant to say was, what are my strengths? You know, and I knew, I knew my strengths were in acting and in theater. And I'm like, that's, you know, what I have the most fun doing, because back in theater school, I never got to play these lead roles. I never got to play, you know, Hades, Sweeney Todd, Ursula, you know, whatever these roles that I really, really like wanted to sink my teeth into. I never got to play because I was in the the acting track. I wasn't in the musical theater track Mm -hmm. because I have a voice, but, I mean, I'm not going to be on Broadway anytime soon. So I'm like, damn it, like, like, these musical theater kids can't act as good as me. Like, I want these freaking (laughs) roles. So, like, in drag, I pretty much get to live that fantasy that I wanted to live back in theater school of, like, showing the musical theater kids how a song should be fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, I – but even when I don't do musical theater songs, I always try to find, like – a story or, you know, a way to act it out as, you know, and, and, you know, people are entertained by it. So like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah.
0: Just as a complete side note, I also grew up very obsessed with um, Disney villains and Sweeney Todd. And uh, we recently went to this, like, I'm probably going to cut this out. I just want to tell you this. Um, we went to sure. a, like a amusement park, like horror thing the other weekend and they had a fleet street scare zone and I was like, oh, oh my God. God, this is my moment. And they had, like, serious? the whole, um, his whole setup, like, the barbershop. And they had yeah. a hot girl playing Sweeney Todd. And I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to get this. And she refused to pretend like she was slitting my throat for a photo.
2: It was so frustrating.
1: would <laughs> <laughs> not. I feel robbed of my moment. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, a lot of the times, like, it's not that there aren't powerful female roles, but, like, I, sometimes I don't want just, like, the, the quote-unquote token powerful female role. I just want to be, like, the bad guy. Like, yeah, yeah. and oftentimes the bad guy was a dude. And it was, like, a queer-coded dude. And I was like, I want that. I don't want to be, you know, because I feel like I'm, I'm such a, a queer woman in my day-to-day life. Like, when I want to escape, I want to be something else. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, queer men is, like, what I always would find myself uh, uh, gravitating to. But that's amazing. I, I, I want to go to that. Cleet street thing.
2: <laughs> with your performances what is your process from like start to finish when you come up with a new performance
1: honestly <laughs> half the time i'm listening to a song and i go you want to know what would be stupid and then it turns into a number <laughs> that like that that is always like whenever i find myself saying you want to know what would be really really dumb And those are always, like, my favorite uh, performances. Uh Like, for Wigwood, I did, um, I dressed up as this, like, albino bat. And I remember, like, when I came up for that performance, I was like, you want to know what would be really, really dumb? If this husband killed his, you know, soon-to-be husband, if this dude killed his soon-to-be husband, and then he sang Barbara about it, and then it ended up being my Wigwood performance. Like, it's always, (laughs) like, I always think about what is ridiculous and what makes me laugh. Like, always whenever I go into, like, a performance or even, like, look it's always like what do I think looks cool or what do I think is funny like I always like want to like entertain myself Mm -hmm. before and it's and it's weird it's not that I don't want to entertain the audience but like I always go in with what makes me laugh and what makes me feel hot and cool first for and foremost before I think of like what's going to entertain a crowd yeah because if you don't like it then like what's the point right I mean it it reads it reads if someone's not having a good time I mean like it's so Uh, Obvious, like, and when someone's having a good time, that's even more obvious. And whenever I have to do like a tip-pleasy number, I'm just so expressive, you can tell when I'm not having a good time. So I'm always (laughs) making sure I'm having a good time (laughs) because you can just totally tell. Like, I'm my emotions are like on my sleeve, so people are always like, Oh, you know, Andrew's angry, and I'm like all the way in the back of the club, and I'm like, How do you know? Like, how, how do you know that I'm upset?
0: But yeah just do an entire number just smiling like you don't even look like anything
1: We're I had a know. I really did have to learn because especially with the way I draw my brows I remember one time I traveled to um to Rochester to hang out with the drag kings up there which I mean it was a, a wonderful experience to be surrounded by so many dra- drag th- um, things and drag kings and um one time the person who booked me was like hey you know this <laughs> this person really felt like you didn't have a good interaction and I was like I, I, thought, I, I thought our conversation went really, really well. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the brows. It's the brows. The so then I was like, shit. And then, like, after that moment, I, I definitely like, – look in photos, too. Like, when, when you go over to audience photos, I always look like – like, cara de caca. Like, I don't know if you guys speak Spanish, but cara de caca literally means, like, shit face. Like, I always look like I'm not having a good time. And I'm like, I really enjoy that performance. Why do I look like that? And I had to learn how to, like, smile. <laughs> because I just look miserable otherwise, and, and I always have to warn people, it's the brows, it's the brows. <laughs> having a good time, guys, I promise. So
0: I want to talk about your makeup um, sure. and how that developed. So, like, like, what are the inspirations? And Because I, I did oh. go through your Instagram, and it looked like you had that signature from, like, the start. I couldn't find an ugly baby picture
1: of you. Oh, well, that's... Um, very kind um i i also don't post of uh, photos that i don't like so i'm very um like again if i don't like it it's not going anywhere but um, <clears throat> excuse me but again this is gonna be another not you know polished answer but i i didn't know how to do makeup before drag i didn't know how to i always like i also have on my instagram like portraits that I, uh, someone didn't put their phone on silent. I'm
2: sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> it came kidding. through my I'm laptop. Totally, totally fucking wrong. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, but I made sure I'm like, they're going to chew me out if I don't put my phone on silent. <laughs> Fuck. <Okay. laughs> sorry, feed okay. short. Sure. Um, okay. No, but anyway, um, that's why I have some of, like, my, my drawings and my portraits on my Instagram so people, like, can see, like that's kind of like where I mentally come from yeah. because I was always drawing. I never, I never, I don't even have visual arts training. I kind of just was always drawing as a kid. Um, I was always in the arts in general, but I was always doodling. I was always drawing. And then when drag came about, I remember I was really like, um, Jupiter kind of like was the person who, um, was de, de facto drag mothering me almost. <laughs> and she was like, and I'm like, I don't know how to do makeup. She's like, fuck it. Who cares? Just, just put shit on your face. And then I would be like, is this good? And she thought I was, like, fishing for compliments because she got mad at me when I would ask if it was good. And I really didn't know because I had no other (laughs) reference. Nobody else was kind of, like, doing what I was doing other than maybe Mystery Meat. And I – from Atlanta, Georgia, if you guys don't know, Mystery Meat is fabulous Um, because – I didn't know, I had no reference, and she was like, of course, you look amazing, I'm like, I, I, dude, I have no, like, sister, I got no idea, um, my, my inspirations for my makeup is pretty much, like, my childhood doodles, like, I, and my doodles that I did in college, like, on the side of my notes in an ADD binge when I was, like, listening to the professor, but not really listening to the professor, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I kind of just, like, doodle on my face, and, um, when it comes to, like, you know, the contour and stuff, I again don't know how it happened it just kind of happened i i was looking up you know drag king makeup tutorials and i kind of like pulled from what i saw and then made it my own and then just fleshed it out from there um but yeah i it, it's a giant question mark from start to finish <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. i really don't know where it comes from it just kind of comes from uh some some sort of inner inner uh innard. that's not a word it comes, um <laughs> um, some inner artist that I, I have there.
2: That's funny. That's that not a, see, it's not a, it's not a fun answer, but it's my answer. It's funny that you said that because now I see, like, your influence in yeah. a lot of other people's oh, yeah. makeup, like, all the time. We everywhere. actually saw
0: someone, uh, you didn't go to con, did you, New York? No, because of money. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel that. Um, we, we saw someone... That it was like your face, because I've seen the inspirations as well, but it was like your face like stamped and on their face.
2: And they had the halo thing on. Yeah, and so um I was like, and it looked
0: really good, like they had done it well, Yeah. and I was going to take a picture and like DM it to you, um and I
1: asked them, I was like, oh, please oh, like, don't, please don't. <laughs> no? Don't. Like, oh, I hate when people do that. Oh, no, well,
0: won't. they said, wait, keep Yeah, because I asked, I was like, oh, is this inspired by Androgen?
1: And they said No.
0: And, and I was like, like, what? So I was like, never mind. Yeah. I was gonna, never mind.
1: Because do you, you want to know what it is, is that, well, to touch on why I said, like, I hate that is because, like, when I first started out and I started seeing, like, whatever my influence even is, um, when I started seeing that, like, trickle down, um, I got very self-conscious because I was like, this is like, I can't, because I'm not going to, you know, be attacking little people who are just trying to get their start in makeup like I did. And I, I got very self-conscious because I was like... I am just trying to do my art. Why are other people, like, taking it? And, um, I mean, it's, like, I I don't have those kind of feelings now, but when I first started out, I was very, like, insecure because it it was, like, flattering, but also, like, this is mine. What are you doing? Yeah. But, um, it's because the problem is is that because drag kings and just, you know, non-drag queen performers in general, because we don't have a show to base things off of, everyone kind of pulls from Instagram, and everyone kind of pulls from the same you know, you got your Damien Deluxe faces, you have your Landon Cider faces, you have um, sure, I'll just say my face, even Mystery Me, and you have people pulling from these more popular kings and kind of making their own from it, so because of that, you have a lot of people that kind of look like each other, mm-hmm. um, and I even had people, like, you know, I'll have, when I first started, like, getting people DMing me, like, oh, this person looks like you, and this person looks like you, I had to tell people to stop, because I was like, I can't focus on my art if I'm more concerned with the fact that people are taking it yeah mm-hmm. um so i like told everybody to stop doing that because i it would it would get it was like one a day and i was like okay okay enough 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 but um i had a point oh <laughs> that um <laughs> that mm-hmm. someone came up to me i forgot i think it it might have been Vigor. it might have been Vigor mortis he was he was telling me that people don't even realize that because your influence is that strong and it's like completely out of your hands now people don't even like realize like you kind of popularized it, and I'm sorry, and I was like, it's okay, (laughs) it's fine, Um, and at the end of the day, look, I'm not hurting because of it, like, you know, I'm still getting booked, and I'm still getting, you know, flown out to places, and I'm very humbled and happy by um, the things I've been able to get to do, Um, and at the end of the day, like, if I help drag kings, you know, become more comfortable and advance the art forward, like, great, you know, like, I'm not, I can't be upset about it.
0: Yeah, but you I mean like I feel like you're like apologizing for feeling that way and you really shouldn't because there is it's your face. It it's is, like your art. Yeah. You know? Like, so I get it. at this point when I see it, I know it's you. Which yeah, that's true as well. Like, when you see it on anyone, it does, like, relate back to you, even if they're not giving you credit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, that's another thing, too, that, that Vigor was telling me, because I had no reference of where I stood in the drag world, and Vigor was like, you're a lot more popular than you think you are, don't worry, when people see your face, people know it's your face. And I was like, okay, well, it's kind of like when people, like, do Trixie Mattel's face, people know it's Trixie yeah. Mattel. I'm not comparing myself to Trixie by <laughs> any means. But, you know, when I when Vigor told me that, I was like, okay, it made me feel a little better that, like, at the very least, if I have no control over what people do, at the very least people know that, hey, Andro, you know, was creating that face. Cause I don't, my inspirations don't pull from other makeup artists. I don't, I don't pull from other people. I kind of like, I, I, I have a Pinterest board of like architecture and um, illustration and, and manga and like comic books. And like, I kind of like, I definitely, you know, even like aesthetic boards of certain characters I like. And I, I pull from that and I kind of just create on my own. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm putting in that effort, why can't like other people put in that effort? But you know, everyone's different. <laughs> everyone's different, I guess, original or not, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't say it, you did <laughs> Also, I think your, um,
0: your scope goes a little bit wider than you think because when I, my sister saw that, uh, we were doing this interview, she was very excited because she knew you from Tumblr, which I yeah. didn't even know was a
2: thing. <laughs> Like, yeah, back yeah, in the day.
1: People, it's, it's really interesting whenever, um, but the cool thing about drag in general is the fact that, like, i I get to travel and finally meet people that have been following me for years, way before drag, because I did Vine, and I did Snapchat, and I did, you know, Tumblr videos and all that, and that's kind of, like, I had a crash course in social media and social media fandoms and stuff through that, so, like, whenever I see, like, people in drag, like, fucking up on social media and, like, not understanding how fans work, I was like, damn, I'm really glad I got a crash course, like, through Vine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, like, it's really cool because I, I was in, where was I? I was in Dallas? I was in Dallas. And there was this kid who was outside uh, the club with his mom, or with their mom, excuse me. And um, and they were, I, I came out and I saw how young they were. Because, like, you know, like, uh, the person who booked me, Kilo Kiki, was like, hey, someone's outside waiting for you. They can't get into the bar because they're underage. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And I go out, and I see how young they were. And I was like, okay, how long? <laughs> how long have you known me? And then they mentioned, like, a really old video. And I was like, holy cannoli, Batman. <laughs> and then I, uh, I, 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 you know, I talked with them for, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever. And I went back inside. But that's the coolest part is to see the people that have, like, kind of stuck around into the drag phase of of my life because I'm sure like I mean when I went when I transitioned from videos to drag everyone was like what the fuck is going (laughs) on like what the hell and I was like guys I just this is where my life has taken me and a lot of people stuck on it it's it's been again amazing to see these people that um I get to meet that have been following me since you know 2015 2016 or Mm -hmm.
2: whatever also can we talk about gift of shows really quick, too? Sure. <laughs> Excellent. Really
0: quick. Yeah, I want to talk about it forever. <laughs> like, first of all, congratulations, because that's huge.
1: Thank you. Huge.
0: That's insane. You were literally yeah, in Vogue. It,
1: it was. It was definitely. Yeah, I got, it's funny, because I was preparing for Bushwick, because that was already, like, huge for me, because I remember when I first started drag was, you know, around the time where people were preparing to leave for Bushwick, like, last year. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, next year I'm gonna make it like that's where I set like my goals like in drag. I didn't realize like I would kind of like pass that but I was like my goals for next year is to get into Bushwick. and then I would you know and then it happened and then I was preparing for Bushwick. and then I get an email like hey this and I was like oh sure <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> so, yeah fashion like, sure. no, what am I gonna say? No and um and then yeah that happened. Um and I remember, like, getting, I, I, I couldn't talk about it, right? Because, like, they were like, you can't say anything to anybody. And it's, it's different because everyone in Brooklyn kind of knew. But I was kind of the only person that wasn't from the immediate area that was in the show. So, like, I couldn't tell anybody in Miami. I couldn't even, like, I, I could only tell, like, my partner and, like my my best friend and I was like (laughs) everyone's like why are you so nervous it's it's you know it's Bushwick like it's a great opportunity but you know and I'm like "Ah, no 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 reason nothing at all and (laughs) so I remember when I walked in for the initial casting but I couldn't even mention that I was in New York because everyone's everyone would be like why are you in New York a week early and I walked in and I remember (laughs) think like I didn't even because I hadn't met Sasha Valor yet I hadn't met her at all and because i didn't i you know i haven't gone to drag cons and i haven't she hasn't come down to miami like i don't think where i've been able to, to go see her and i'm in the elevator in the opening ceremony offices and i'm like you want to know would be really funny what if she was here <laughs> <laughs> um and that's such a stupid thought because of course this is her show of course she's gonna be there but gonna be <laughs> it was the elevator that she was gonna be there and yeah you know lo and behold the egg was there and um <laughs> She, she you know, gave me a really warm hug and, like, knew me by my name. And I was, like, thank God I had taken, like, my anxiety meds that day because <laughs> I probably would have passed out. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful opportunity. And then, you know, but it was, like, also very stressful because I was preparing for Bushwig. And then also, like, not knowing when I was going to perform because they were, you know, shuffling around times and stuff. And then doing the show, like, I got, like, a small taste of what a televised competition show, like, would be because I'm not going to just say drag race because there's obviously drag and there's other things you know happening mm-hmm. but it was <laughs> like go 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 from the moment I got there and it was just it was like it was just super fast everything was super fast it was like everyone going to make up okay let's do rehearsal okay let's do this okay and you're doing a photo shoot for Vogue great and then you're doing an interview with this magazine and you're here and then the show's happening okay great after party and I was like what <laughs> that just stressed me it out was, listening to that yeah my heart is beating so fast <laughs> Yeah. It, and, and again, and I feel like everybody in New York and the surrounding areas, they're like, yeah, whatever. It's just happening. Like, I feel like they were so like, this is our day in our life because we're New Yorkers and blah, 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 all these opportunities that we have. And I'm like, you know, fuck all of you. But <laughs> <laughs> like, again, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm here, you know, chilling with something, and whatever. And I, I was there like trying to keep chill and thank god like i had done uh my brooklyn trip in july and met all these amazing people prior to that because like i would have known nobody i i knew no one and thank god that i you know i made friends in that trip and everybody in brooklyn is just you know incredible and super nice super super nice and i like i wish i could move up there just because i love that the vibe that's up there but you know thank god i you know miss malice and you know zoe zedfield and vigor mortis and all these different people that i met there you know a lot of them were in the in the show and Max Pleasure, and I and it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I mean, again, stressful, right? Because you know you're backstage and Nicki Minaj walks by and you're oh like, oh, okay, sure. Oh and you know, <laughs> Christina so is doing a sound check and everybody's like glued to the door, like listening to Christina just flawlessly, like oh, I'm tired but I'm gonna slay this run. And you're like, yeah, of course, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was great and I felt really really bad because they're like, oh are you staying for the after party And of course there's a line down the block to get into the after party and my frickin old butt I was like, I'm going home <laughs> I' <was so laughs> tired. I was so exhausted. And I felt like again terrible because I, I probably like in hindsight should have stayed, um, but I had been up super early. I had to like memorize a script, you know, and um, day of and I, I was super stressed from Bushwig and from just, like, preparing for that. And I was like, I need to sleep and eat, maybe. Because, like, I was so stressed. Eight hours were fine. I was like, I should probably, like, I don't know, have a granola bar. Like, that's... <laughs> maybe. Maybe I should do that. Maybe, it you know. <laughs> but it was great. It was a wonderful experience. And, you know, Sasha Valor and her team are just super sweet. And everybody was great. I, I have, like, nothing negative to say. Like, everybody was wonderful. And, like, the wonderful thing about Sasha Valor in general is the fact that that she didn't have to make it about her and I mean not not about her and then she brought in you know 40 different types of drag artists highlighting all these different spectrums of drag and I just like that was just amazing because like then I got to say that I got to do this thing and she didn't have to give us that gift to gift to shows, you know ba-doom. but <laughs> oh and, she did and i now i can say that i was in vogue and like i have no one else to think but but her and her team but yeah no it was a wonderful experience and um i find myself looking back at old videos like damn like how the fuck did i like not freak out the entire time so i would have done it was cool does the air smell better around christina aguilera or is that just You know, she, um, was around me very, very briefly, but yeah, her perfume very much smelled uh, very very sweet. I would just assume.
0: So I want to shift gears a little bit and, um... Sorry. No. (laughs) Talk about your experience as, um, a drag king, drag performer, as an AFAP performer. Okay. And do you still find yourself having to defend the validity of your drag, or have you seen shifts in attitudes towards you? Or has that never been a problem? Like, what is your experience?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be very honest. It's never been a problem for me. Because um, also Miami is very much, like, that's not a thing we we deal with. Like, no one's going to, like, there's plenty of, like, hyper queens down here and drag kings and drag things and non-binary performers. Like, there's, a, a, like, a cornucopia of just gender and sexuality down here. So, excuse me. Um, that was never something I had to deal with. And even when I travel, it's not something I have to deal with. The only thing that I do find myself dealing with is when people use me as an excuse not to like drag kings. Like, they'll be like, I like you, but I don't like drag kings. And I was like, okay, well, I don't put on this makeup to impress you or to say that this is what drag kings should be doing. I put on this makeup because this is what I like. Yeah. But I, I still love a suit and tie minimal makeup drag king and that's still just as valid and just as historically uh backed you know and Mm. I I I find myself having to defend drag kings a lot and that's fine if I'm the person that educates people like I'm all for it and um and I do and like I remember there was this one prominent uh drag queen at Bushweg who was like really like loved me but didn't like drag kings and I was like well you can't You can't think both. It doesn't work like that. No, because I'm also a drag king. So if you don't like drag kings, you can't like me because that's what I am. Um, And, I mean, they were very much like, no, 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 but you're great. And, like, I don't even consider – one thing I get a lot is I don't even consider you a drag king. I consider you an artist. And I'm like, I'm both. Like what, and that's why, like, I push drag kings so hard, is because like people are so averted by that phrase,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and or even like people that are cis men that do drag king fucking drag, call it as I see it. You know, they'll be like, I'm a male performer, and I'm like, honey, you're doing drag and masculine geesh, you are guess what, a drag king, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, people are so averted by it, and they're like, oh, you know, the drag kings in the area, they're not. not as polished as like the drag queens and i'm like well when you have 10 years of a fucking tv show that helps drag queens in general grow you know the moment drag kings have something like that forget about it we're going to be on the same on the same level but even then half the time it's also like i find myself seeing people being more scrutinizing of afab performers in general Mm-hmm. And it does come from, like, transphobia and misogyny. Like, it just it just does. Like, the fact that if I was a cis man, I would be somewhere else. I've, I've had so many opportunities, but I always think to myself, like, what if I was, like, a man <laughs> and doing this and calling it drag queen drag? Like, where would I be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I often find, like, the reason why I'm so well-received is because I'm put at another level of expectation of, polish and and quote-unquote like perfection like I have to like be at a certain level of good to consider to be considered as valid so it's like working three times as hard to get half as far you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and um but no I don't have people coming up to me saying I don't like what you do or I don't think drag kings are valid it's mostly like I love what you do I don't like drag kings is what I I deal with um or when, when I tell people oh or like for example like they'll advertise a I when I went to to Dallas that like they were like, oh, we're advertising the show as a drag king show. I'm like, no one's going to come out. Like, you're going to have to have their, put my makeup and my face on the poster or people aren't just going to come out because they see, they hear drag king show and they don't, they're not even like receptive, you know, they're not even yeah. like open to like maybe thinking the show is going to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I again, like I always talk about the history of like the fact that back in the day of like the early nineteen hundreds, like it was punk as fuck to have, you know, AFAB people, be it you know, trans men, a non-binary people or cis women or otherwise, wearing suits. Like that was illegal and it it was very, very much a a, a uh, pinnacle of queer culture back, back in that time. So when people criticize that, I'm like, Do you really know your history though? Like do you know like where this even comes from or the reason why a fat people that do drag king dragon don't wear a lot of makeup. Do you know why? Like do you realize like it's not that they're not putting in effort? That's literally like was the basis of it was the fact that we're not wearing makeup, fuck you. Like yeah. that was literally the whole point. Um, and like when people think, oh, that they don't they don't work as hard or they don't try as hard and you know, we're doing all this and we're doing all that. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I have to I have to tuck and you don't, and I'm like, well literally I did a performance with endometriosis, like on my period. And what's actually really funny about that as a side note is that it was Don't Rain on My Parade and I was (laughs) it was like one of the first times I premiered that number because it's like one of my traveling numbers and I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. My uterus was just clawing from the inside. Like it was just ripping apart and it was like the angriest Don't Rain on My Parade. (laughs) (laughs) But because of that, it was the best like performance I've ever put on because <laughs> like it just worked with like my mug because like I just look angry and it was also just like I was really in pain and it read and like I remember like I had this because Miami this like one thing I've learned also from traveling is just the different um cities and the different cultures and like Miami doesn't really tip unless just it, it is what it is they'll, they'll make you feel really really good because we yell we yell very very loud but you won't get tipped and it's just because we're all poor down here. But after that performance, I had people coming up to me, like, with 20s and 10s. And I'm like, damn, I did that good. And I look back at the video, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened? Like, I'm just so angry. <laughs> so when people, like, when I hear, you know, cis men be like, well, I have to talk. And I'm like, well, one, no, you don't. You don't have to if yeah, you don't that's want to. True. Um, two, you know, perform on your period and then, and, like, get back to me. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah. I, I don't, like, I, I don't know i feel like afab performers um i definitely like see that scrutiny i don't immediately deal with it i've, I've kind of skirted it and it's kind of like almost unfair like i kind of like i because i'm so always ready to fight so i'm like always like you know fists up ready to like defend what i do and everyone's like we love you and i'm like oh, oh okay <laughs> not what i was expecting but all right so, we so don't i've have skirted a lot of that you know
2: um We have a couple of social media questions, and the first one is from May Glowthorn on Twitter, and they asked, "Are there any other kings that you'd like to shine the light on?"
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like everyone knows Land Insider, but I say Land Insider because, like, literally, like, paving the way, like, tooth and nail, like, army crawling, like, for other drag kings has been doing it for so long no one else would be here if it wasn't for Land Insider so Land Insider mystery meat without a fucking doubt um they identify as a drag thing but he also understands that he falls under like the drag king umbrella and he is just such a wonderful such a this 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 kid is crazy this kid is so good at what they do like they they do this number where they staple the tips to their body and oh oh yes oh oh absolutely and i actually because i invited them down for my birthday show and i was like if you don't do the staple number i'm not paying you (laughs) and he's like don't worry i have two staple numbers no (laughs) but um (laughs) no he only did the one but he actually because like we kind of like call each other drag brothers and um he one of the dollars he was like i want you to hold on to this and it's like his bloody it's like covered in his actual like genetic material and I was like um sure so it's still in my wallet I still have his bloody dollar um in my my wallet and he's just he's just so what I love about him so much is that he doesn't have like you know he doesn't he's not a dancer and he's not cack cack boom but he's still very very compelling in what he does and especially just as a drag king like it's so hard to capture an audience that just is not there for you and he he does that so well um I could gush about it forever so anyway mystery me um There, there's this one performer in, in Cali that I'm really, really into right now, Clit Eastwood. Um, they're, they have this like really like intricate makeup that is so them and I don't see anybody else doing. Um, I'm really into them. Um, obviously like the Kings of New York, I'm really, really into, um, the ones in Rochester that, that, the collective that's up there is really worth checking out. Um, Mortis, obviously is like one of my favorites, um, drag Kings like ever. And it's funny because like genuinely doesn't know how talented he is, and I'm like, "You are a star," and he's like, "No, stop it." And I'm like, "Shut!" I, I'm literally gonna hurt you. Like, you need to, you need to stop putting yourself down. Like, so, 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 so good. Um, I mean, there's so many, and like my brain is like flooding with like all of all of the names, but I, I can't like separate them. Um, shit, shit, shit. Yeah, like those are the only ones that are. And Max Pleasure obviously is another one that I, I, I love dearly um, as a performer and as just visually, like, it's, it's, it's so, his makeup is so simple, but so right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you guys, are are you guys familiar with Max Pleasure? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've
0: got to see him a couple times. um, Yeah,
1: fabulous. Super good. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think those are the ones that are, are my personal favorites that I love to see, like, succeed and do well.
2: We yeah. actually saw Mystery Me um this past weekend for the first time. Oh, we were did in Atlanta, you? yeah. Yeah, I did not I didn't know what to expect about anything about Atlanta. I just like really didn't know what was going to happen and it was all really good. I loved Mystery Me. Yeah, I, I
1: loved the, love the Atlanta scene. The Atlanta scene's really cool because like they do have that uh, alternative scene mm-hmm. and it's also like it's not it's still kind of seen as like valid like like I people like will maybe throw shade because Atlanta's very very ruthless, but like they're still like yeah, but what you do is still like worth seeing and like we'll still book you for shows and stuff which is like really really cool um but i did what did you stream me didn't he do like a fan of the opera performance yeah
2: i was dying <laughs> yeah.
1: with Wally, yeah. yeah it was
2: good oh so good
1: also I'm people obsessed. in atlanta are good
2: tippers like yeah. really good tippers the
1: crowd oh, great. Atlanta? are you kidding me listen listen okay if there's one place i would move just for the tips it's atlanta yeah. I, I, I never knew I could make so much money because here was the problem. The problem is, is that especially when I perform, I like to have like video recordings of my performances. In Atlanta, so much money was being given to me. It was just picking cabbage the entire time. Like my, it was poor unfortunate tools, but it was me picking money for three minutes because it was so much of it. and I had never seen so much in my life. I was like, God damn it. Like, God, I was just lip syncing and collecting money the entire time. They tip so well. And I'm like, I never see that in Miami. So I'm like, I, I kind of need to make another trip to Atlanta soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never seen so many 20s going. Yeah, seriously. And Super like fun. piles of money on the stage. It was amazing. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah.
0: I'm like, all of a sudden I'm here and I'm booked. To let me on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have some more questions. Uh, we'll do. So Grace L. Arrowwood on Instagram asked if you had to choose one soundtrack or album to perform forever, what would it be?
1: oh shit oh lord um to perform forever just one album at least they didn't say one song yeah well i could pick one song but one (laughs) album is different because then you have a collection of 10 songs you have to do for the rest of your life um probably i'm gonna say wicked so, I'm yeah. gonna say Wicked because like at the very least like there's at least like you know different variety there and like I know all the songs by heart so I wouldn't have to like learn an entire new album. Um, and there's like yeah, thirty okay. of them.
2: So <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot. Great. So you kind of yeah. cheated. <laughs> um Madeline DD on Insta asked if you could have gotten a tattoo when you were thirteen. What embarrassing tattoo would you be stuck with now? Oh, no.
1: When I was 13, probably, like, oh, Lord, that is such a good question. I blocked out a lot of my childhood, so hold on. Let me go back to my repressed memories. Um, <laughs> probably, like, the Slytherin insignia, like, probably, like, the house crest, like, Hell on y'all. my chest, like, of Slytherin. <laughs> slither and i'm not i'm a ravenclaw but i was like dark and like you know in depression so it was like i'm i'm gothic i'm Slithering. <laughs> that's probably what i would have gotten
0: something in parcel tongue on my forehead
1: yeah probably just a bunch of s's oh man i feel bad for the 13 year old that has a bunch of s's on their forehead <laughs>
0: we're gonna get an angry email
1: <laughs> Discriminating against my tattoo. Anyway. <laughs> no,
0: like those S's that you draw in middle school where you do like like, like the, the Superman. Six- oh, S. oh no. Oh, yeah, I know exactly the S's
1: you're talking about. Like, yeah, the S's from elementary school. It's just like ten of those on your forehead.
0: <laughs> God. Okay, um, so we have a couple like wrap up closing questions that are from us. Um one question that we like to ask everybody is what advice do you have for baby drag performers?
1: Um, huh. Cause I mean, I have a lot of advice. Um, definitely like not to give a shit. I think that's like the first thing because oftentimes like people will be like, but I'm scared, but I'm this, but I'm that. Like you only live once, like actually YOLO, like actually like, <laughs> that's not giving a shit. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I said, that's a good tattoo.
1: Along that's with the S's, yes YOLO, like on my neck. So, um, <laughs> we're, we're building up a good repertoire. No, but definitely <laughs> it's a, giving a shit um because when you give a shit it reads and even if you're not a quote unquote good dancer or good actor if the audience sees you don't care about what they think you're gonna be received better it just it is that just how it works so it's definitely not to care not to um determine what you look like or how you should perform based on what's around you because that's all so relative and that's all perspective and If you're not received well in one city, you're going to be received well in another. So just do what you do and post it online and somebody will like it, I promise. Um, Definitely to record your performances. Like, just technically, like, if that's, you know, not the metaphorical advice, but the actual technical advice. Record your performances, even if you don't think it's going to come out good. Even if you go into it like, oh, this is not going to be a good number, record it. Because you never know how you're going to feel at the end of the number. And then because you can't ever go back and do a recording but you can always delete a recording if you don't yeah. like it um but because there's often so many times like and the reason why i say that is because like i'll i'll be i'll tell the person you know oh don't record it it's not going to be a good number don't worry and then at the end of it like fuck that was the best poor unfortunate souls i did like god damn it look at all the you money know, i don't right, have in that recording to put on, <laughs> on the internet you know, so, like, definitely record your performances regardless of how you think about it. And not only that, even if you never post it, going back to see, like, how you can improve and how you have improved is also just useful for any any artist. Um, invest in good makeup if you're going to be, you know, a makeup performer. Um, and not, like, you know, I mean, because... There's also, you know, quote-unquote good makeup like MAC and whatever. And then there's, you know, theater makeup that drag performers use. And, and if you don't have anybody around you that's going to, like, hold your hand and tell you this is what you should buy and this is what you should get, definitely, like, research. Because, like, Mayron and um, Ben Nye and all these, like, theatrical makeups are so useful. And they, like, once I started, like, getting – because I got this flash palette. It's, like, a dupe, but it works just as well as the Makeup Forever $100 version. Like, that I still use from when um, I was told to buy it in the beginning. I still use that. Um, Don't – because there's certain makeups that you can um, get the cheaper version for, but if you want to do something, like, high pigment, high color, that you kind of need to invest in. Um, My cat, what do you want, honey? Jesus, I'm so sorry. My cat is just really needy right now. Um, She wants to be famous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, wants to be on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But definitely, so so record your performances, invest in in good makeup, um, not to give a shit, and to do what you like, and definitely to go into it to please yourself like, I never, I never, like, make a mug or make a performance going, I hope everyone, like, gags at this, I hope everyone loves this, like, I never go into that, and to anything thinking that, I'm always, like, I like this, I'm, it, you know, like, yeah. so definitely just go into it pleasing yourself, um, not to care, good makeup, um, record your performances, and at the same time, when you're only, like, out there to please yourself like be aware that there is an audience that you are performing for that that's the next step after you after you cross the whole I don't care what people think then you start to you have to like take into consideration your audience so know which venues like what you know and know how to collect tips and also perform at the same time that's something I definitely had to learn because in Miami people don't tip so when I traveled and people started tipping I didn't know how to perform and take tips at the same time and that was a skill I had to like learn as I went um but yeah that's Pretty much a summary of like the initial advice I would give.
2: That was solid advice. Yeah, that's that was awesome, that's really surprised. good. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: Most people are like, we had one person that was just like, just wear deodorant.
1: <laughs> that's something I haven't learned yet and I probably should. Honestly, um, me either. No. Oh, I walk out and I'm literally I'm in the car and I'm like, I look sickening, I look great. And I'm
2: like,
0: oh shit. <laughs> right now there's only I probably one should have put on deodorant. There's only one deodorant stick in our house that we've just been like Losing. it's a rotation yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i i'm like that's one thing that like somebody gave me advice i think it was i forget where what city i traveled to and they're like wear perfume and when the person who gave me that advice when they were performing and they would walk by me when and i would smell them i was like oh, i need to get perfume because like it just made the performance that much better when you could smell what the character would smell like if that makes any sense you should ask christina
2: <laughs> whatever
1: you want. Yeah, I really should have. No, I, I. but, like, Andrew would also smell, like, decay. So, like, I mean, I I guess I'm not too far by not wearing deodorant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um So do you have any big projects or things that you want people to look out for that you're doing? Yes, but I can't talk about it.
1: Oh. Ooh, Ooh good answer. <laughs> I think. Yes, but I can't talk about it. So just, like, keep a lookout for what I'm uh going to be up to in the next year. But... It's new. Yeah, I, I genuinely can't. I have... A store that I just launched, which is also like something that I was super excited for, uh, with like merch by uh, the artist Nikki Nick Hill. um That's something like I, I would like everyone to know because it's a pretty website. Like, fuck it, if you don't buy anything, like, it's a freaking pretty website. Just go check out <laughs> my design, my MySpace HTML work. Um, <laughs> that really came into play. I was like, damn, they got. To- How old are you guys? Am I really talking to like eighteen-year-olds right now? Twenty-one. I know about MySpace. We're all twenty-one. We're we <laughs> kind of yeah. to me right now did you actually have MySpace
2: yeah but I didn't know how to do the like coding I just got the the themes off the internet I wasn't allowed really <laughs> I,
1: I didn't get the I didn't get like the nostalgia laughs and I was like oh no you're <laughs> <pretty good." laughs> I had more than one but MySpace. anyway my HTML came into play and like the website's really pretty but nice. uh, yeah, yeah uh, I do have stuff coming up but I just I, I'm not allowed to talk about it that's, that's good though <laughs> that's a good answer
0: wouldn't it Wouldn't suck if you're like, no, I have nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: nothing happening.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, also, like, sometimes, I, I hate the whole misconception that you have to be, like, booked and blessed to, like, be a successful <laughs> drag artist. Like, I, I, I couldn't work Monday through Friday. Like, that's, I, I have, like, I self-care and, like, mental you know, make su- yeah. making sure I'm, like, put together. So, like, I, I definitely invest in, like, really good gigs, like, but I'm not, like, I don't try to pack my schedule. So, I, I always like to... Say for the, the more important things but that has nothing to do with what we were talking about but <laughs> another people, piece of man. advice
0: we're going back to the advice part <laughs> it's fine sure <laughs> um and where can people find you on social medias and your website and all that kind of stuff so they can follow you cool
1: uh yeah um you can find me on my website is andrew jen king so a-n-d-r-o-g-i-n king.com and that's all my social media. So on Twitter, it's Androgen King. In and Instagram, is Androgen King. One thing I-, I have to say though is that if you are gonna book me, don't introduce me as Androgen King. Like that's not my fucking name. <laughs> like, literally coming to the stage, Androgen King, and I was like, that's not. <laughs> so- <laughs> Like, the king is there to let you know, like, what I do, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's all my social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, and that's my website, yeah. Jin
2: King is one word, Andro Jin King.
1: <laughs> nope, that's, I'm, I'm, the people, the way people butcher my name, Androgen and then, um, and Andro Chime, and I'm like, then, eh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right before um, we got set up to call, we got really nervous, and we're like, wait, is it Andro? Is it Andro? And then we were like, we're scared to
2: <laughs> We got really Andrew. nervous. <laughs> but we got it. We got it. We're good. Andro! I did No! Andro. Andro and right. Jin King.
0: <laughs> First name Andro, last name Jin King. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why? Great. All right, sorry.
1: <laughs> don't worry. That was the, That's the laugh idea today, Andrew. <laughs> oh, Did you actually? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh man, I can't wait to hang up so I can go tell my freaking partner, Andrew.
0: <laughs> we literally called AJ to make sure he was pronounced
1: Andrew. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If there's anybody that comes up to you saying that their name is Andrew, like don't, don't even, like don't. Don't book them. <laughs> Don't invite them. Like that's
2: that's someone who, who has such a stick up their ass. Um, Hahaha! <laughs> uh, yeah, what an idiot who thought it was Andro, right? That is so dumb. <laughs> who would have thought that? I'm actually crying. I'm
1: actually tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> great. Anyway,
0: all right. Well, thank you very much for talking with us. I'm glad that we figured out how to actually call you.
2: Yeah, it was great to talk to you, Andro. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> Silent. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's been a treat.
0: Really, thank you again, and I hope you have a good one. I hope we get to see you perform soon.
1: Yeah, and for sure. I, I'm. I yes. I was about to say like, what is my travel schedule? But I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But, um, but you guys travel often, so I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll run into you guys eventually. Are you guys gonna come for What? We really want to. Yeah, it's near her birthday, so we were thinking about traveling. Well, you definitely should. So. Bye. Bye. Bye.